Hello, everybody, and welcome to Educational Podcasting Today, the show that not only celebrates podcasters and podcasting, but teaches you how to create them as well. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Jeff Bradbury. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Podcasting Today. Check out all the great stuff happening over on our website, Educational Podcasting. Dot today. We have a great show today. We're going to be talking all about WordPress with a friend of ours, Dustin Hartzler, the host of the amazingly creative Your Website Engineer podcast, the number one podcast on iTunes for anybody who's out there looking to get some help with WordPress and creating websites. And that is what we're going to be talking about on today's show is creating WordPress websites for your podcast. We're going to get into plugins. We're going to get into themes, all those questions that you might have when starting your WordPress career. We're going to be talking ab about that today from the point of view of an educational podcaster. But first, before we get into that, I have a little bit of podcasting news, a, a lot of podcasting news. Actually, we are getting ready to launch the second TeacherCast podcasting app. Now, we have our TeacherCast app that's out there right now on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play, and we are launching an app for this show, an app that's going to be teaching you how to be a podcaster, an app that's going to be sharing with you some of the tips, tricks, and secrets of how to create your own show, how to create your own websites, and really the inner workings of what we do here. So we have actually teamed up with Chris Sharon's, which is a great app company, and they are, and us are going to be putting together an amazing app called Educational Podcasting Today, and it's going to be giving out our tips, our tricks. It's going to have screencasts and blogs and videos and one of the questions that people asked about the original TeacherCast app is, can you watch the TeacherCast podcast with it? Can you watch our live show? And I'm very, very excited to say that with this new app, you can watch us live. You can check out all of our videos. You can subscribe to all of our shows. You can do an awful lot of stuff with our brand new app. So look for it today. We're going to be putting it into uh, iTunes for, um, for approval sometime soon. And hopefully, uh, the hope is that we're going to be launching it at ISTE. So certainly check that out. We want to create an amazing app to help you learn how to create your very own educational podcast. Our featured podcaster of the day is Jason Bodner, a, the amazing host of PrincipallySpeaking.com. He has had some pretty big episodes the last couple weeks here. Certainly want to check him out. His last couple episodes featured Tom Murray, Kristen Swanson from the EdCamp Foundation, and one of our favorite educational podcasters, Miss Sharon Plant from, uh, from Connecticut. Certainly check him out. You can certainly find him over on PrincipallySpeaking.com, and he is a member of the brand new education podcasting network you can find jason on twitter over at ap jason bodnar that's ap jason bodnar b-o-d-n-a-r check out jason and check out principally speaking today he's got a great show and certainly a great educational podcaster in our conferences and conventions segment here we have two great conferences coming up i want to announce that we are going to be doing something very very special coming up at q rockstar boston now q rockstar boston is going to be happening up in Massachusetts, of course, um, I believe it is August, early August 4th through 6th, I believe it is, and it is with the Q organization, which is a fantastic organization, and uh, I want to give a big shout out to our good friend John Carippo for inviting me to come up and to be a part of this. They are having some great stuff. There's three sessions that I'm going to be doing, and I'm also going to be doing some uh, live broadcasting from, from Q Rockstar Boston. I'm going to be doing a segment on creating personal branded videos. People keep asking, how do you get into Apple Distinguished Educator? How do you get into Google Certified Teacher? How do you get into PBS Learning Media? All these things have one thing in common, 
and that's that they require teachers to create these one-minute or two-minute all-about-me videos, and I'm going to show you guys some of the tips and tricks and secrets to how to do that. We're also going to do a podcasting workshop that I'm very, very excited about, and we're going to show you how to use your iPad for digital video and digital media. I'm also very excited that next week on June 13th, I'm going to be up in Connecticut for Apps University, and you can find it over on appsuniversity.com for the Connecticut Google Summit. Uh, I want to thank again our good co-host from the Tech Educator Podcast, Mr. David Saunders, for inviting me to come up there. That is going to be June 13th through 14th at Wren Brook School in West Hartford, Connecticut. Check them out. I know that there's still some tickets available for that. That's Apps University. Of course, the big, big news that's coming up here in the world of educational podcasting is that TeacherCast will be broadcasting live again from the ISTE convention. And this year, ISTE is going to be in my hometown of Philadelphia. I am so excited and really, really excited about having people on. We have such a great lineup. I want to share with you just a little bit of the lineup. On Monday, we have amazing people like Q, John Carippo, Angela Meyer, Susan Bearden, Chris Sharens. We've got a superintendent cast coming up with Jason Eitner and Greg Goins. And then at 10.30 to 11.30, we're going to do a full hour-long tech educator podcast, complete with our Walker puppet. And we're going to be having some great guests that we have talking about there. Tuesday, we're going to be um, hosting some great educational companies. I've got ZSpace coming on. We've got Microsoft Education coming on. I've got Imperio coming on. And at 9.30, we have Remind coming on. So we've got some great stuff coming in on Tuesday. Now, normally, we're going to be broadcasting live from 8 till noon. But Tuesday is going to be a monster day for TeacherCast. You're not going to want to leave your computer. We're going to be broadcasting live from 8 till noon. And then we're going to be doing our panel discussion. We're actually doing a really awesome panel discussion called Can Your School District Be Both Apple, Google, and Microsoft? And we're going to be doing that live with Jenny Graybeck, Apple Distinguished Educator, Jamie Cassip, the Google evangelist, and myself is going to be on the podcast, uh, on the panel. And the moderator of this whole thing is going to be none other than our favorite edu puppet, Waka Patui. That is Tuesday, June 30th from 1045 to 1145. We are going to be attempting to broadcast it live on TeacherCast.tv. So if you can't make it to ISTE, certainly check us out all day Tuesday morning. And if you are there, we're going to be in room 103 BC. Now, that's not all we're doing on Tuesday. We're also going to be broadcasting live from the Microsoft booth. I am very excited about this. We're going to have a full hour of Minecraft coverage. We're going to be talking to the Skype team. And we are going to have your first-hand coverage on the brand new, brand newly announced Windows 10, that if you're a Windows fan, we're going to be uh, seeing launched for free on July 29th, the day after my birthday, brand new Windows is coming out for free. So lots of stuff going on on Tuesday. Uh, essentially, TeacherCast is going to be live broadcasting from 8 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Certainly check that out. We're going to be again live on Wednesday. We have a pre-show starting at 8 o'clock, and then we have 8.30 with Ed Surge, Matt Harris, the brand new... Uh, ISTE board member and brand new ASCD emerging leader is going to be on at 9 o'clock. Then we have Ditch That Textbook author Matt Miller. And then we're going to have some other great people. We have Adam Bello coming on, Steve Dembo, Pledge Sense, Selly. We have a lot of great things, so check that out live from ISTE. We're going to be at the Bloggers Cafe having some good times on Monday and Wednesday. And uh, on Tuesday, we're going to be in room 103. Um, of course, if you're an educational podcaster and you're listening to this and you're coming to ISTE, we want to invite you to our Birds of a Feather session. What is a Birds of a Feather session? Well, a Birds of a Feather session is essentially a social meetup 
around a given topic. And on Monday at 5.30, we're going to be having our ISTE podcasters, birds of a feather. We're going to talk a little bit about that on our next episode of Educational Podcasting. Today, I've got some secret codes and how you can get a hold of tickets. We only have a limited number of tickets, about 200 or so, that we can give out. Uh, just due to the size of the room, but we, if you are there and you want to come and hang out with us for an hour, get to get to meet us, and uh, and if you're a podcaster, we'd love to certainly have you stop by. We've got some great guests. We might have some great prizes, and we've got some cool uh, some some cool things that we're going to be doing there. Um, I promise you, we're going to have a great time. So that is our ISTE wrap up. We have a lot of great stuff going on. If you are going to ISTE, let us know. You can reach out to us on Twitter at podcasting today. And if you want to check us out and leave me a voicemail and tell me what you're doing for ISTE, you can certainly do so over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. I want to get into the heart of our show today. I had a, a pleasure of sitting down with Dustin Hartzler, who does the Your Website Engineer podcast. He is absolutely one of my podcast edu crushes. And Dustin has been podcasting for, I think he's up to almost 200 episodes. And every single Wednesday, he pops out an amazing half an hour episode on WordPress. How to do it, how to fix it, how to make it, uh, best practices, you name it. Um, Dustin is an amazing guy. We've uh, known each other for a while, actually. He was on TeacherCast podcast like 70, 75, something like that a while ago, back when we were doing audio. But really, really happy that Dustin found some time to sit down with us. He is actually now working for Automatic, which is kind of cool. That's the company that makes WordPress.com. And so uh, check out the interview here. We're going to be live with Dustin Hartzler from Your Website Engineer. My guest today is an author, a podcaster, and a web developer, and he hosts an amazing WordPress podcast called Your Website Engineer. I want to welcome to the show Mr. Dustin Hartzler. Dustin, how are you? Welcome to the show today. Oh, I am doing well. Thanks for having me. It is so nice to have you back on the show. Dustin, tell us a little bit about yourself. What is Your Website Engineer podcast? So my podcast, like you said, reference is Your Website Engineer, and what it is is basically an overview and a guide to help people use WordPress. Um, I started with WordPress a few years ago and just kind of fell in love with WordPress, the ease and just how versatile it is. There's so many different things you can do with WordPress, and so I just started a podcast to teach other people what I was learning because I just couldn't hold it in anymore, and uh, I used it some to market my business, and for a while, it was just like, it was just a huge passion project for me. I wanted something that I was a big podcast listener, so I wanted to create something of my own so I can say, hey, listen to me. Like, I have my own podcast, and WordPress was the thing that I stumbled upon and was like, okay, this is going to be the topic that I'm going to learn inside and out. And so I started a podcast on it, and it was almost, let's see, four and a half years ago that I started, or not quite four and a half years ago. So it's been going strong ever since 2010. How many episodes are you up to these days? Uh, let me look at my schedule over here. I will release tomorrow. I will release episode number 227. And, and you've been able to successfully release an episode every Wednesday consistently. What, what is your secret to doing something consistently every single week? Um, I'm one of those guys that if you put a goal or a target in front of you, in front of me, like I don't want to stop it. I know that there's like this thing Jerry Seinfeld said one time, like to to actually like reach your goals, you're supposed to like have a streak and you X off every day that you continue on your streak. You know, if you want to write jokes every day or whatever, I think that was his. Well, now I've got this streak going of 226 weeks in a row, and I'm like, I'm not gonna just stop this streak. So, um, so I do I do a lot of pre-recorded stuff. I mean, almost weekly is when I record, 
but I know next week I'll be at a conference and the week after I'll be on a work trip. So I actually have to record three episodes this week. It's just a priority to me to make sure that I at least release some sort of content this week uh, and next week and the next week and I'll get it all pre-recorded and that's the beauty of WordPress. When it auto publishes, you can say publish on this date at this time and it'll go out like you've never, you know, you're not even, it, it goes out like a normal episode, like you're right there and you're publishing it. And so that's, that's part of how I've been able to continue that all for ever since December of 2010. You know, I love the fact that you're out there creating multiple shows in a week. And we do the same thing here on TeacherCast. I think in the last four days, I've probably recorded like seven episodes. But doing a show with a guest is a lot different than your show. Your show is a half an hour monologue, essentially, every single week that has updated news, updated plugins, updated everything. How is it that you can put together three distinct monologues in one week? Where do you get all your information from? Well, I don't know what happened in the last few weeks. Like probably within the last two months, I've just been flooded with ideas from people that will reply to email responders and different things. Like I'd like to learn this and I'd like to learn this. And I'm like, how have I never actually covered this on a show before you know this many episodes in i've never talked about certain topics and so like on the show that i'm going to record later today i'll be talking about like the different languages that it takes to learn to thoroughly know inside and out wordpress and i'm like how have i never talked about that in four years and so like it gets kind of dicey that third show that i record in a row there's not any news sections because obviously there's going to be no news that's that happens between today and later today um, that I haven't recorded already. So that's probably the trickiest part when you have live news. But it's all about just funneling ideas, and I write them down, and I just have them in a note. And as I can continue to look at them, I'm like, it depends on like how long it's going to take. So a couple of these episodes that I'm planning on recording this week are shorter, not really shorter, but they, they take less, less research. I think I'm going to release one that's maybe some of the uh, Dustin's 2010 services and plugins that he read, readily uses or something along those lines, which all I have to do is look at my plugin list and say, these are the ones that I readily use and the show prep is done. Then I just have to talk about it for a while. Um, some of those ones that, you know, take a couple hours of research and figuring out and learning about like those ones don't get happened. They don't get, when I, when I do this block publishing, I don't, do any of those type of episodes so they're probably not the most uh wordpress centric or heavy wordpress um type episodes when i'm out of town but i'm still providing some sort of value when i'm when i'm away from my computer you know you've been doing this like you said for 200 and some episodes i know some of your episodes are straight monologues and some of them do have interviews with other with other guests and stuff when you're recording your monologue shows do you turn the mic on and you know half an hour later you're finished do you do it in segments do you wait you know do you do your intro and then go go to eat and then come back and do it again or how do you how do you rev yourself up for doing a full half an hour uh, episode so, so half hour episode my goal is to have done completely done start to finish in an hour and a half that's my kind of my target and does it ha does that happen every week no not every week but a lot of times you know you set that target of an hour and a half and that's how long it's going to take and you just kind of figure okay that's what it takes. So my my kind of my workflow starts out with at the, um, the top of that, you know, when I very first get started, I open up Evernote. That's where I keep all my show notes. That's where my kind of my dialogue goes for the week when somebody says like, oh, here, I have this question. Or, you know, sometimes I bring in listener feedback or here's some news articles that I find. I tag them all and put them in the same Evernote note. That way I can find them easily. And then as I'm preparing the notes for the show, I'm also writing my show notes. I found that the better that I do in preparation, it actually like 
makes the publishing of the blog post at the end of the day so much easier. So I try to do the best that I can when I'm writing the original content just because then it takes me way less time to publish. So I try to spend a half hour preparing and getting everything ready. And of course, like if it's a if it's a harder issue to talk about, it's going to take more research. I've got to do some screenshots and stuff like that. That will take me a little longer to prep. But then I turn the mic on, I record the intro, I play my opening music, and then I just go stop, stop to finish or top to bottom in my show notes. One of the interesting things that I found after a few years of doing this is I don't like to edit. And so if I don't like a particular segment, so maybe the new segment, I flub something up, maybe in the intro text, I you know, said something I didn't really like, well, then I just start over um, with that section. So occasionally, if you listen really, really closely to my episodes, you may hear that kind of def definitive break. And like that, that sounded like a weird transition. Well, it might have been because I just started over. I try to remember how I said it, and then I just stop and I just re-record. That way I can just cut out chunks and then go. I tried to leave big pauses in time. So sometimes like if I say something I don't like, like I'll just stand here and I'll pause for like three seconds and then I'll see that big long break in the audio waveform. And then I know that anything before that is what I don't like and I'll just cut out. And then I record, you know, I get it all done. Then once it's done, then I pull the memory card out of my, my digital recorder. I plug it in my computer and then I run it through Adobe Audition and just take a few minutes and basically I cut out the the beginning, the end, any edits that I need to do, which are very far and few between, and then I start the process of uploading it and then adding the show notes and finding an image, getting the image created, and then pushing it out to be scheduled for the next day or later that week or next week or whatever. Now, it seems like with your show, some of your content is read or scripted. Like, you, Do you script the beginning of it and then just kind of read down your show notes, or is everything completely off the cuff? Most of it is off the cuff. The only thing, <clears throat> the only thing that I really um, script is like specific notes from different things. So I think uh, last week, I think the episode was talking about mobile and how to get your website ready for the mobile Google thing that's rolling out here in a couple weeks. And there were specific things that I quote read from there. Um, I quote read stuff from like Wikipedia and different things as I'm giving definitions. But other than that, it's all basic note form. Um, some of the times I, I type out some extra text, like if I really want to remember something, but for the most part, it's just kind of a bulleted list, and then I go from there. I found early on I started to try to script out a lot more of it, and I had a lot more stutters and uhs and you know, things like that because I was trying to read, and then I'm like, uh, where am I on the page? I can't find it, uh, 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 and so I found if it's just bullet points, then you know I have to make it up on the fly and don't stutter around and add those filler words. I, I love listening to your show. I've been, uh, uh, you know, I know you came on TeacherCast, what, two years ago maybe. And at that point in time, your podcast was doing well, but clearly not as well as it was doing today. In the last year, was it, you actually decided to change careers and now you're working for the company that makes WordPress, which is really, really awesome. Talk to I us know. a little bit about uh, the work that you're doing with Automatic. So yeah, so Automac is a company behind WordPress.com, which is a hosted solution for WordPress. So we've got, it's always confusing to try to explain what I do because there's WordPress.com, which is a free platform where you can just go sign up and WordPress is ready right there for you. Or you can use what we use for our websites is self-hosted WordPress. So we pay somebody to have a server and then we can install as many WordPress sites as we want. Um, but basically at WordPress.com, that's owned by Automatic. And that's the company I work for. I'm a happiness engineer is my official title. 
And what I do is I do customer support. So I help people with questions all day long, which when I was running my business and running my podcast at the same time, I would I was more excited when I got an email from somebody that was asking me a question that I could immediately answer um, or have to do a little bit of research to figure out what the answer was. And so like as I was continuing to like I had my own development business, I was spending time building websites for people. And then I just got to the point where building entire websites was just like a too big of a challenge for me just because of the fact that, um, I don't know, impatience or, you know, there's so many fine-tuned details and it would take so much, so long and I probably wasn't charging enough. And so it just kind of turned out that um, this opportunity for automatic came up. I read all about it. It's a, it's a company that's a distributed company. So we all work from our homes or coffee shops or vacation or, you know, wherever we want to. We, we spend time meeting up with our colleagues and we go to different places to work. So in a couple of weeks, I'm actually heading to Belize. I'll be in Belize for a week for a team meetup. And so we're going to work from there. And it just kind of gives me um, an opportunity to do what I love to do, the podcasting as a passion project. I no longer have to think about, okay, how am I going to make money from this? How can I pay the bills for this? Because in all honesty, like we're not allowed, like I'm not allowed to charge for WordPress services anymore or things along those lines, but I can give back to the WordPress community as much as I want. So this is my way to give back. I'm not the best programmer in the world. And so I probably won't be submitting packages to WordPress core anytime soon, but I will be releasing a podcast episode every week about something about WordPress. I think that's fantastic. And, and you just recently finished off a project of yours. And let me bring it up here. If you go over to your website, you just created your own theme and you just completely relaunched your podcasting website. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so my podcasting website, uh, when I launched it in 2010, it was one that I just, I bought a theme right off the shelf. And from there, I, I, I bought the theme and it worked for what I was doing. Like it did a really good job of what I needed it to, but it wasn't responsive. So it didn't look good on mobile phones and it was just getting kind of old. And I just really wanted to take some time and build a new one. So starting this journey back in about September of 2014, I went and I was looking for a theme that had some unique features. One of the unique features that you can see as you're scrolling there is across the top, I wanted the menu to stay right there. Like it shrinks a little bit down when, once you start scrolling, but I wanted that menu to always be there. And so that was pretty much, I didn't know how to build that functionality in. So that was the only piece that I was looking for other than like visuals of what I wanted the site to look like. And so what I ended up doing was I found a theme. This is the theme that I bought. It was an HTML theme and then I programmed it into be the the mobile theme or the WordPress theme that you see there. It's got a lot of customality. Like here, this webinar replay page is pulling in custom post types. It's it's I've got a special area inside my dashboard that shows exact only webinars, so I can organize those in a certain fashion. And so I just added some functionality. I, I basically what happens is I'm not a develop or I'm not a good designer, so I can't design cool stuff like this. But what I can do is I can, and of course I've got a little goofiness going on there because the one image is a little smaller. It is a known bug for sure. Um, but basically, like I can't make the cool visuals that this site makes and what this site has, but I can make it function as I want. So as long as somebody else does the design work, I can make it do what I want it to do. So that's what I did, and I don't like, um, I just wanted it as a project. So I started back in probably September, and then there was a few months that I did nothing, and then one of my serious goals for 2014 
or 2015 rather was to get this thing launched. And so I launched on, I think it was like the 26th of February. My, my, my go live date was supposed to be the 28th. So I launched it just a couple days early. Um, I'm super happy with it. And everybody that I've talked to is really excited about it. And I haven't had anybody say, well, where is this? I, you lost this feature and you did this. And so I think overall it was a very successful launch and it's now all mobile ready. It's ready for um, this big Google update that's coming out in a couple weeks. And so I shouldn't get dinged on any search engine rankings because my site's not mobile. So I didn't know that was coming. It just happened to happen at the right time for me. Now you said a few words there. Maybe we can back up here. What is the difference between a developer and a designer? Yep. A developer is kind of the guy that writes code that does all of the functionality of a website. And the designer is all the visuals. And so like the, the pretty stuff that you see on the website, the um, just like the different color schemes, the different way that there's boxes around things, the way that the logos um, or the social media icons were flipping as you hovered over them. That's all kind of stuff. The UI is what um, the user interface sees. That's what a designer designs. And then a programmer will actually take that design and make it functional. Now, I definitely want to stress here, Dustin, you do not have to be a WordPress developer, designer, guru to start your own podcast, to start your own website. In fact, creating something on WordPress.com can be very easy. WordPress.com is a great resource. I would even go ahead. I, I think it's fair to say it is a free resource that you can use, and it does handle audio and video really well. What does somebody need to learn Oh, actually, I'll put it this way. What does somebody need to sign up for WordPress.com and get their podcast running using WordPress? Yeah, so WordPress.com, and this is really kind of a, another perfect timing type thing for this interview because there's some new stuff that just came out in the last week with WordPress.com. So WordPress.com is a free solution for the most part. Like you can do things, I and mean, there's a lot that you can do for free. You basically need to create a username, you create a site URL, and then you create uh, a password. Those are the three things you need, and we get everything else set up. Now with the free plan, you won't be able to upload any MP3 files and you won't have a custom domain name. So you'd have something like dustin.wordpress.com or something like that. Um, in order to get the podcasting functionality, which is the new feature that was just released in wordpress.com, it is $99 a year and that gets you 10 gigs of extra storage and that gives you a domain name, which is a you know $26 value. And then it also gives you the ability to upload MP3 files. And, and you get premium support at that point. So as soon as you pay for something on WordPress.com, then you have happiness engineers like myself that can answer any question whatsoever. So the, the podcasting stuff's all built in. There's no additional plugin. All you do basically have to do is add the MP3 to your post, and then we do the rest and make it actually just work with iTunes or um, Stitcher or whatever the other feeds are. And so with that upgrade, you can then put in your, your podcast feed, your description on all those different things. Yep, exactly. And am I correct in saying even without that, let's just say that you're a classroom teacher and you wanted to store your audio files, let's just say in your Google Apps for Education, Google Drive, you can still take that MP3 and put it into WordPress.com. And is there a player, is, does that functionality still work? Yep, you can embed any MP or any um, yeah MP3 file hosted anywhere. So if you wanted to put them on Amazon S3 or if you wanted to put them I don't know if Dropbox would work, but mm -hmm. basically, like, if you have a URL to an MP3 file, you can paste that into your WordPress site, and we do the rest. It's it's, it's important it's to know important. the difference there. You know, I quite oftentimes teachers come up to me and say, "Can I host my audio files in Dropbox, in Google Drive?" And the answer is, "Sure, of course you can." But those services are made for data files between you and Dropbox. They're not made for 
thousands of people downloading your podcast a day, a week or at a time. You know, exactly. if you wanted to do something like that and put it up there and you can go to iTunes if all you're looking for is mom, dad and grandma to be downloading it. But as soon as you say, I want to start a podcast, certainly look into something like, you know, hosting with WordPress dot com or in our last episode, we had Buzzsprout or the week before we had, you know, the, the guys from Blueberry to come on. There's a lot of great resources out there. Let's talk a little bit, Dustin, about creating this website. You know, obviously, when you're looking at your site and other podcasting websites, there is a little bit of visual, but there's also a lot of science. Talk to us about some of, you know, maybe give me your top five podcasting plugins that go on a website. Um, You know, I know you're you're a big fan of Jetpack, and I know you're a big fan of Optin Monster. We've talked about those on the show, but what are some of those plugins if you were doing WordPress.org, the self-hosted kind? What are some of those plugins that we might want to use? Yeah, so you hit the nail on the head. The Jetpack would be Jetpack plugin is made by my company, Automatic, or the company that I work for, and that basically is giving you like thirty-five plugins all at once. Like you don't have to activate them all, you don't have to turn all the modules on, but it gives you some of the extra functionality. It actually um, connects your websites with um, WordPress.com servers, and so it makes it much faster. It makes it, there's just some really cool things that Jetpack can do. So that's like my number one, I always install it type of a thing. Um, another one that I'm going to highly recommend is some sort of backup, and this goes without saying on every website that I have. So I use, um, there's VaultPress is a, is a premium subscription that you can pay. It's like $5 a month that you can do, and all you do, basically do is turn it on, it starts working. If you have lots of sites, then um, go, or, uh, it's called Backup Buddy um, is one that you can do. You can, you can pay, like it's a one-time fee for that one. There's, one. there's a free one called BackWP Up. It's in the WordPress repository. It works perfectly, and it basically will take a snapshot of your website and back it up every single day or every single week, every single year. You know how uh, you set the frequency. And so like the biggest thing is like right now, if something was to happen to my website and it went down, like you know how many hours it would take to recreate 226 posts about, you know, my podcast and I have to link all my shows and I have to get all album artwork again. Like, I mean, I've got uh, hundreds of hours invested into it. And so I don't want to lose it. So that's always the number two. Usually I install backup first and then Jetpack, but you can do it in either order. Um, you'll need in some sort of, if you're using a self-hosted version, you're going to need some sort of audio player. Um, usually the ones that's recommended is the Blueberry PowerPress plugin or another one that I've used and the one that you saw on my website is the one by Pat Flynn. It's called the Smart Podcast Player. Either one of those are fine. Um, I mean, there's hundreds of them out there, I'm sure, but you need some sort of way that people can play and download your podcast right from, you know, you, they can do that. They can take that information and download it into their podcast player. They can subscribe via RSS or, you know, whatever. So those are three. I'm trying to think of other ones that are right off the bat. We talked about Optin Monster a little bit. This is a way to collect email addresses. So you want to somehow be able to give something away for free for people when they come and give them, give you their email address. And you want to give, you know, you got to capture their email at some point. And then you want to have regular communication with these folks because I, I say this even though that I'm horrible at it, but you want to just make sure that you're giving them valuable information that's above and beyond on the podcast. So some people will subscribe to the podcast and they will, you know, you'll get every episode, and, but they never really like really hear from you until you send them an email, which is another kind of a cool thing that you can do. So I'm trying to think what else is, is good. There, I mean, there's plugins out there for SEO to make your, your site rank higher. There's plugins to make your site run faster. There's plugins. I mean, if any functionality that you'd like to add to your site, 
you can't you can find a plugin. There's over 31,000. There's probably even more than that now. Uh, free plugins that are out there in the repository that you can use and install and um, get your site up and running. I know my personal favorite. Uh, I think this is a functionality of Jetpack. It's the plugin that allows the snow to fall on your website. Yes. <laughs> Not anymore. I think that's turned off. Oh. Only for the winter months, I believe. Nice, nice, nice. Let me throw a couple things out here now that we're talking plugins here, and maybe I can get your comments. Looking at RSS subscribers versus newsletter subscribers, what should podcasters be trying to uh, – what's, what's the call to action there? Should I, should I ask you to be a, a, an RSS subscriber to my blog, quote-unquote, or should I be getting you to do a newsletter either with uh, you know, MailChimp or AWeber or, or uh, any of the – MailPoet? Yeah, personally, I think newsletter subscriptions mean more. I mean, they're essentially they're giving people are giving you permission to contact you, but the only thing that people that are on your RSS feed can get are just your blog posts. So if you publish a blog post, they're going to get that. And RSS depends on you actually checking it, you know, to making sure that people, you know, I have an RSS reader that is hundreds behind because I just I subscribe to too many things and don't have time to read them all. And but my email. I make sure that I get my email to inbox zero every day, and you know I'm making sure that I clear out and I see every single message in there. Plus, if you have email addresses to people, you can specifically email them questions. You can email them, you know, things that aren't isn't going to appear on your blog. You can always add your podcast notes down below, or listen to my recent show, or things like that. I, I certainly like on on when you're doing your WordPress post, you have the excerpts tab. I don't think people take advantage of that because most people, when I'm looking at uh, newsletters it shows the whole blog post and i love that little excerpt spot we we have our newsletter set every single thursday comes out and it's just the excerpts all yeah. right so let me ask you the question that we ask everybody on here what is the path that your mp3 takes how, once you upload it to somewhere how does it go from wherever you host it over to itunes Okay, so I know this for a fact because I just recently, when I launched my website, I actually broke my RSS feed, so people weren't getting the right episodes. And so basically what happens is I upload to a service called Libsyn, and it is a $20 a month service, and they, they track all my stats and things like that. I can see where my listeners are coming from, things like that. So I use that feed. Um, so it, I take that MP3 that is there, and basically that MP3, that whole RSS feed, that is from Lipson, so it's, I don't know, ywe.lipson.com slash whatever, whatever my feed is, I submit that to iTunes, and then it just works like that. So actually, like, this is kind of a rare thing, but my feed is over here, and my website is over here. Let's get my hand in the other frame <laughs> somewhere. There are two separate places. Um, so basically what happened was with my website, when I, when I had the previous version of it, I was basically polling anything from the podcast category that had an MP3 file in it was going to iTunes. Well, for some reason, something happened when I changed podcast players from the PowerPress to the Smart Passive podcast player. I broke some things, and so right now I just have the feed from Lipson going directly to iTunes. I mean, it stops by, and uh, FeedBurner is kind of an in-between so that I don't have to, like if I ever update things like I just did, I don't have to update my FeedBurner feed to go into iTunes, so that is always a constant, but I can change what FeedBurner is getting at any point in time. And so... Basically, like I have to schedule the posts to go out in Lipson, and I schedule it to go out in WordPress as well. So they kind of go publish out at the same time. So you're going from Lipson through FeedBurner because I'm I I've always been 
curious about this one. Lipson gives you the stats as far as downloads, but I don't believe it gives you the stats as far as subscribers. And there is right. a difference in those numbers. Right. I don't actually look at the subscribers or the you know the number of people that are subscribed via Lipson. Lipson is only a go-between in case I want to change things later. So my thought was when I initially set up my, my podcast, maybe someday Lipson isn't the perfect service for me anymore. Maybe I want to go to, you know, maybe I want to move over to SoundCloud or maybe I want to move over to, you know, WordPress.com or, you know, whatever the option is. Like, I don't want to have to try to figure out how to submit a new feed, update a feed to iTunes because I heard that it was hard. I mean, maybe it isn't. I don't know. So basically my, that feed burner, it's like feeds.feedburner.com slash your website engineer. That goes to iTunes, but I can tell any feed in the world to go to point to that yep. feed burner feed. And so I can change that on the fly. I can, you know, do whatever I want to that, but it never changes going to iTunes. So I just wanted an in-betweener. I wanted something that was in-between that gave me a little bit of more flexibility if I ever change in the future. And that's such good advice there. I mean, I, the way that we have it set up here is I, if I was to go backwards, I have iTunes and then I have FeedBurner and then I actually even do one more. I use PodTrack, which is okay. another way of collecting stats and downloads and things. So, and then I go to I, then I go to WordPress. And then I go to Lipson. So it travels okay. through a few different things. But at least I know how many downloads are coming directly from Lipson, how many downloads are coming from the website, and then how many downloads are – so I can actually figure those out. It's a little bit more complicated. Sure. But, but at least you kind of know where your metrics are, right? which is an interesting conversation, I think, because I think as podcasters, we always tell people don't look at your numbers. Just create right. content. <laughs> Never look at your numbers. Never look at your numbers. Never look at them for the first three years. Talk to us a little bit about the different, and I know you just said this, and this is why I wanted to bring this up. You said you don't look at subscribers. Why is it important that we understand the difference between subscriber and download? Um, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting question because of the fact that they, the, it's two different things. So a subscriber could have um, multiple devices, and they could download your show on multiple devices. Uh, devices. So say, for example, if you're using the podcast app and they sync between your iPhone and your iPad and maybe even iTunes themselves, like so one subscriber could equal three downloads or maybe they've downloaded it and they wanted to listen to it again. I get a lot of people that said, oh, I've listened to this episode a couple times. Like the download numbers are strictly downloads. Like that doesn't mean they're even listened to either. So you could have 100,000 downloads and that really means nothing. That just means 100,000 devices connected to your feed and downloaded it. Um, I don't think I'm going to even have a good answer to this question, but the subscribers and downloads are completely different and they mean completely different things. And I don't think that either of them, I mean, they can give you a, an overall estimation. You know, if I have a hundred thousand downloads this month and then I go to 200,000 next month, like, Hey, there's a big increase. You can see a big increase here. But you know, if you have a thousand this month and then you have 11 or 1,012 next month, like, did you get 12 new people or did you actually just, did people download the episode a few more times? You know, it's really hard to tell. And then when you go, it, somebody like me who's had a show for almost four years or four and a half years or three and a half years, well, however long it's been, like, somebody might come in and they may, a brand new person, one subscriber may come and listen to my entire back catalog and download them all. So one new person may equal 200 new downloads. And so it just makes it kind of, it, it's really hard to track. And I only look at stats just to kind of see an overall trend. Hey, is my trend going up? Am I getting, you know, more and more downloads each month? Am I not? Like, is it stalled out somewhere? You know, it, am I not providing the content that people are listening to? You know, whatever that is. So, 
So yeah, zero answer to that question, but just some some food for thought. It's an interesting question. It's it's one that we bring up a lot here because many people that do get into podcasting, do get into advertising, marketing, things like that. Everybody wants to know how many subscribers you have, and it's really tough to break through that conversation and say those numbers just don't really like. This isn't television. Like the, right. you know, it, it's just a different market. I mean, you can you can tell like, do you have a thousand or do you have a hundred thousand? Like, you can kind of give estimations at right. that point, but you know, it's so hard to say. Well, I have exactly fifteen, you know, active subscribers that download every show. Like, you have no idea what kind of numbers you have. And it's so hard because people, especially when you're dealing with sponsors, want to know big numbers. They like extra commas on those numbers. And you're, you know, my my, my first thing is look. This isn't the Chris Jericho show. Like we're we're not sitting here as as these big huge monster celebrities. Numbers are different. But anyway, let's get back onto WordPress here. I have one more question here. Of course, we're sitting here talking to Dustin Hartzler, the host of the Your Website Engineer podcast, and I want to bring up your site one more time and show off what you have done here on your WordPress podcasting posts. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about this on the top here. We have your featured image then you have your audio player, and then you've got words that are bigger than others. Maybe you can talk about how to make that work. And then at the bottom, you have this thing called call to action. What was the science or what was the decisions made when you came up with the concept for what a podcasting post looks like? And maybe this all has the big question of what should our show notes look like? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So this is something that's been evolving for years just because like – I didn't know what to do at the very beginning. There was, I mean, announcements were easy. There's sometimes there was a section that was listener feedback that isn't there regularly because I don't have a lot of feedback that I play audio wise. Like sometimes the feedback is just the question that I, you know, spend the whole time answering or whatnot. And so what I ended up doing is those bigger texts are kind of like the, the sections in the show. So I normally do an announcement section. I do some sort of plug-in review. And then the main topic, which on this is the getting your, your site ready for mobile. And then there's a call to action. So if there's something that I want people to do at the end of the episode, then I just put that in the call to action. So it kind of evolved as the show evolved. And it just makes it easy, too, for me, like note-wise. I can see, okay, I have three announcements today. And so if I'm, if I'm talking, you know, maybe I do the intro and I say, all right, before we get to the main part of the show, we've got three announcements because I can see one, two, three really easily. They're all broken down and stuff like that. So it just gives me a natural break. It just, I mean, the show notes can be as, as detailed or as least detailed as you want. I know that um, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity did a podcast. Like his notes are so thorough that I don't even have to listen to his podcast. Like if I see a topic that I'm interested in, I just go and I scroll down. I read exactly everything I need to know. Like there's links and everything in there. Uh, I'm kind of a, not quite on the other extreme, but somewhere in the middle. Like I do a lot of every every link, everything that I talk about is in the episode. But I you know provide maybe a couple paragraphs worth of information. But I don't spend a lot of time creating those show notes. I'm not a big believer in like oh you've got to have a lot of words in there to get SEO rankings. Like I could care less about SEO right now. Like my the people that are finding me, they're finding me because they're searching for WordPress in the iTunes store where right now in the United States store, at least I'm ranked number one. So that's one of the first shows that show up. So I'm like, as long as people are finding me in iTunes, like that's good enough for me. Um, that's where most of my content is. Like I don't write blog posts regularly. I don't do videos regularly. So podcasting is my content. And so for people to find a podcast, if they're searching a podcast player and they find me, that's, that's good enough. Where do you recommend people go to get these uh, amazing featured images that you have here? 
so the featured images are something that I create for the most part. I normally find that image right there came from a website called placeit.net. And that's a, a place where you basically can you can upload an image, or for that image in particular, I just basically said pull an image from my website. So I actually just typed in yourwebsiteengineer.com, and then it generated that image for me. And then I just had to put the text on the right-hand side that says get your website mobile ready. So that's how I ended up doing that. I'm, I'm not really the best graphics guy, so I'll find images on different places. Like um, there's one called Photo. Uh, let's see, morgfile.com. It sounds kind of morbid, but it's called morgfile.com. There's one called, I like sometimes over at graphicriver.net. There's a few places, you know, there's a few places that you can find um, images. It depends. Like most of the time I try to find free ones. Sometimes, you know, I'll pay for ones depending on what I'm doing. But for the most part for blog episodes, you know, I'll either create one myself or I'll hire somebody to create one for me. Nice. Talking here to Dustin Hartzler from the Your Website Engineer podcast. Dustin, where can we get a hold of you, and how can we learn more about how to help our web, our, our WordPress website? Yeah, so since you're uh, interested in podcasting, I'm assuming if you're watching this or listening to this, then I would assume that you would like my show. If you head on over to yourwebsiteengineer.com, you can find all about you know the 200-plus episodes that I have there. And if you want to find me on Twitter, um, at, I'm at Dustin Hartzler, and I do a pretty good job, I think, Personally, I think it's a good job. I don't know. And I find um, create or content from around the web and kind of curate it that's all about web design and how to build websites and things to think about when um, building a website and things like that. So I try to share those regularly as well. So you can follow me there. And the one thing I do want to say, if, if you're interested in checking out Dustin's show, not only does it talk to you on an elementary level, but you also do provide these monthly webinars, which really do dig deep into WordPress development. So if you want to take that step further and learn a little bit more about how to really tweak your website, absolutely yep. check them out. And the webinars are recorded in there. All, all of them so far are on my website under the webinars tab. And basically what it is is there's some things that you just can't do in audio. Like I could do amazing things talking about how Jetpack stats work, but unless you actually see it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So that's what I reserve for those type of events. I do them the first Friday of every month. And if you can't, can't make it for some reason, if you're at work or you know, if you're on the other side of the world and it just the time zone doesn't match up, then you sign up for free and then I send you an email when it's done recording. You can watch it later. You're going to be heading out to Las Vegas soon, aren't you? I am. Next uh, Sunday, in a few days, I'll be heading to Las Vegas for New Media Expo. I, I was kind of a, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention when they were asking for speakers this year, so I'm not speaking, but I will be at the WordPress.com booth. And we've got a booth out there. We'll be manning that for four days. And so if you're coming to New Media Expo for any reason, I'll be there. And you can come and ask any of your WordPress questions. And we'll have a whole team of people there just dedicated to help you figure out what the right plugin is, why my site's broken, how to speed up your site, any of those type of questions. That's what we're there for. And what was your official title? A happiness engineer? Happiness Engineer is my official title. I, I love that. I, I look forward every uh, every fall to hearing uh, Matt give the State of the WordPress address. Um, mm -hmm. We are right now, I believe I saw your post come out, episode, uh, WordPress 4.2 will release four this month, probably in two weeks. And, 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 and what are some of the things that we have to look forward to this year with WordPress? Um, so WordPress is kind of, it's not really one of those softwares that we get huge new features every time there's a new release, but there are some really cool things that are coming. They're, they're building in a lot more emoji support. So if you're somebody that likes to put smiley faces and stuff like that, that's going to be built in. But probably the coolest thing is 
how you update and install plugins. Before, like if you update a plugin right now in WordPress, you click the update button and then it takes you to another page and then there's like a script that goes down. It says, okay, unpackaging or downloading, unpackaging, you know, deleting, updating, you know, whatever. Now it's just like a little green spinny thing and then it has a green check mark when it's done. And so like it just really makes it so much easier. There's about three or four like biggish type features that are coming. And then there's a lot of small bug improvements and like just stuff to make WordPress run faster. And there should be, I think we're, we're scheduled to release three per year. So we've got 4.2 coming out this month and then there'll be 4.3 and 4.4 later this year. You know, one of the, the those advantages to signing up for something like WordPress.com is you don't have to worry about that, right? Yep. Everything gets automatically updated. If you are on a self-hosted blog, certainly check out those updates as they come through. Um, I'll tell you a, a quick story here, Dustin, but a couple days ago I checked out TeacherCast at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, working on it, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, working on it. Suddenly 5.30 I get up from a nap and I look at it completely white screen and I have these two characters on it. What's going on? Check out all my other websites on my hosting account. Same exact thing. Called up my hosting company, Bluehost, and they're like, yeah, somebody found a way to get in, completely wiped your stuff. But don't worry, we have it backed up. We're all good. Always get into your website. Always update all the plugins. Always update everything. And as Dustin said, the first plugin you should be putting on is that backup plugin. Exactly. Dustin, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Come back on any time. We would love to learn more about the great stuff happening over at your website engineer. One last time, how do we hear your show? Yeah, you just said it, yourwebsiteengineer.com, or you can follow me on Twitter, at Dustin Hartzler. Dustin, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Well, my friends, that wraps up this episode of educational podcasting today i hope you have a chance to check out our website educationalpodcasting.today we have some great screencasts and blog posts and app reviews and plug-in reviews if you're looking to make an educational podcast or a great looking website for yourself check out the great work we have over there today and if you're on itunes or google play look for our brand new educational podcasting app It'll be coming towards you probably by the end of June, we certainly hope. Again, I want to thank Dustin Hartsley for coming on. And if you're an educational podcaster, why don't you reach out to us on Twitter, either at Podcasting Today or on our TeacherCast account. We would love to get you on. Lastly, I want to share one little bit of information. You might have been seeing the TeacherCast account do a hashtag called Clamor. E-D-U, C-L-A-M-M-R. Not too long ago, we had the guys from Clamor come on and talk to us about the brand new Clamor app. Clamors are 18-second pieces of audio, kind of like what Instagram is to pictures. Clamor is to audio. If you're a podcaster and you want to share off some of the great stuff in your shows, or if you're a teacher and you want to share some great educational things, join our Clamor EDU family. I've got some great stuff. We are starting off very basic. We're going to do a daily teacher <laughs> Uh, so far, we've featured Sam Patterson and Barry Sade and John Carippo and David Saunders and Chris Nessie. And we might even feature you. But we'd like to feature your podcast. We'd like to feature the great stuff that's going on. So join our group. Check out the hashtag ClamorEDU and download the free Clamor app today. On behalf of everybody here, my name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining Episode 9 next week. Join us for Episode 10 where we have Suzette Frank coming on, talking to us a little bit more about WordPress and taking your game to the next level. Thank you so much for joining us today. Keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. National Podcast Day is September 30th, but what is National Podcast Day? It's pretty simple and you can help spread the word. 
National Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide through public engagement. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved with National Podcast Day? It's easy. Head over to nationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. But ultimately, these options are endless. Remember, September 30th, nationalpodcastday.com. And let's start the conversation. 